Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. This is in our own lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my daughter Rue and my wife Karen back and baby (laughs) baby is also here baby without a name that has a name that you can't mention has an awesome name it is an awesome name and once we once we announce his name if we're ever officially his parents people will be like did you name him we'll be like nope we did not (laughs) no everyone thinks we named him well, yes, Rudy, you have a question? Rue's raising her hand. <laughs> what about like the podcast or anything? Like, so can we say like it's a he? Like, can we say like he? We're going to say it. Yeah, I think we have before. Yeah. <laughs> so we're recording on the Lord's Day, the Lord's Night, Sunday. We had church this morning, and then we played Monopoly <laughs> forever. Yeah, Before. and Rue won, and I don't really like Monopoly. His heart wasn't in it. It wasn't in it. I was, <laughs> but, but, you know, I was doing really well. <laughs> that was a step up, though, from usually that you just don't play. Right. But I was like, you know what? This is Sunday. This is family day. Yep. I could go in the back room and do some work, but you know what? But it was good, right? Because Let's we, just spend we played time. Monopoly. We watched our friend Pastor Luke. We watched two of yeah. his sermons. We watched... We yep. watched some of the uh, Andy Stanley, Durbin. Uh, Jeff Durbin mm-hmm. on Unbelievable, which kept cutting off on YouTube for some reason. Didn't let like us watch the whole a thing. And then we watched uh, Brad Weber from Theology Nights also critique a different thing from Andy Stanley's. Yeah. So we had a very good theological Monopoly playing uh, right. Sunday. <laughs> And mm-hmm. let's just say, Rue got the best properties. I got Candy Kingdom and the Treehouse. We we were playing the Adventure Time version of Monopoly. But we do have Stranger Things version. We have a few versions. Um, it's all the same to me. It's all just like, just roll the dice, you get some circle. money, you pay some money, and it never ends. I know. I, I don't, have we, we've never finished a game of Monopoly, I don't think. We were just run out of time. And we can't leave it to resume at a later date because you're gone the next. Yeah. And it messes days, so. up like it always shakes, so like you never know what you And the dog likes to be on. I tables, used to like so. it when I was a kid. I used to like playing with my grandma. Yeah. But we never got into like building the houses. It was just like uh, we just yeah. play. And... I used to play tons of games with my grandma. You used to play. When she stayed over, my mom's mom, she would just sit there all day and play games with me. <laughs> We she also used awesome. to play with, with my grandma. We played Chinese checkers. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. It was like this little board. It was like st- a star shape, mm-hmm. right? And it had marbles. Yeah. And I don't think I ever really played it right, but it's just... Yeah, I wouldn't know how to play it now. Yeah. Just look it up on YouTube. But I did play regular checkers. Yeah. Checkers is fun. Rue likes checkers. Yeah. Yeah. She actually always beats me. <laughs> I always beat you at like, four, too. Connect Four. She's good at Connect Four. Yeah. I always think I'm going to win. And then she's like... Like, I just what? don't see. <laughs> Must be my old lady eyes. I I'd just be, don't see. I'd be my cousin. I'd be and you're colorblind, so maybe, you know. I can see <laughs> the red and black chips or whatever. <laughs> I could tell the difference. <laughs> I can see certain colors. Well, you're, you're only colorblind until, like, red and he green. He thinks right? he's always got Connect 4. Well, browns and greens 
sometimes it look the same. There's Purples different and versions blues, of color sometimes look blind, the same. right? You're either yeah. like a red, green, yeah, blind, or orange and red will sometimes look the same to me. When they're next to each other, I can tell they're different, but like if they're alone. What are we even doing here talking about colorblindness? All right? As a result of the fall, sin caused disease and colorblindness. In dogs. And, but you know what? You know what? In the new heavens and the new earth, I won't be colorblind. We look forward to that day. And, and in general, we <laughs> yeah, won't play be Uno, blind. not ask you what color this is. This? <laughs> Karen, what are we even doing here today? And my knees won't sound like yeah, your knees dinosaurs are walking on gravel. Why are starting to sound like that? Like, mm-hmm. like, I can hear yeah. Is that your knees? Well, Rue, the more you dance, the more aches and pains you'll have. You'll be fit, but then as you get older, you'll have aches and pains. But it, it'll be worth it, right? Yeah. Yes. Because I want to do more dancing because mm-hmm. of your so Wait till you get in the point and then all your toes, like, yes. your feet will be like, hey. Yeah. Yes. Look at that pads <laughs> inside the shoe. That's cool. <laughs> That's I'm going to try that. I'm going to try some point. try that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like, one of my teachers, she started when she was 12, which is early, and then her sister started when she was 8, but that's like really early. Whoa. Miss mm-hmm. Renee, she started when she was 12, and then her really? sister started when she was 8. So they started really early, you have to be like really old to do it. Like, not old, but like at least like 13, 14, 14. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. 14. You know what I noticed? You say excellent a lot. I do. That's your word. It's my word. Yeah. I'll switch it. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Like I'm one of um, Andrew, Andrew Rappaport and Colleen's when they were on their So You Want to Be a Podcaster podcast. He said something like, if you listen, or was it on that one or a different one? But anyway, he said, if you, if you listen to your podcast fast, like you suggested so you can get more in. You you will notice yeah it was on that podcast he said mm-hmm. you'll notice what your word is that you say all the time or like what your thing like Colleen I think she said she does you know a lot and I do that a lot I say you know all the time you know you know mm-hmm. and Daryl's say- like excellent excellent <laughs> no he didn't do that he excellent because he watched Bill and Ted's excellent adventure I did when I was a kid <laughs> that was like my favorite movie <laughs> I probably had it memorized. <laughs> Not the bogus journey. Did you know they're actually making a new Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with the original Keanu Reeves and the other guy whose name I can't remember because I think that's the only movie he was ever in. Yeah, I don't remember. Do you know they're making a new Dora for like live action for like older audiences? I did know that. Yeah. But like she's a teenager and she's not wearing the same clothes every day, which is weird. No, when you're a cartoon, you wear the same clothes. Another for match talk. Another for um, backpacks talk. And Boots isn't wearing boots. They don't sing the map song? And how do we know it's a map? How, how do we know it's a map if, I don't know. if the map doesn't say, I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm, I'm the map. map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm what should map. the next line be? I'm the map. I'm a hmm. map. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a map. I take you to the X because I'm a map. Well, speaking of excellent adventures, <laughs> this is probably the longest banter we've ever had. But... <laughs> Well, speaking of excellent adventures, <laughs> I had an adventure in New York City last weekend. Oh. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I took the train. I thought you were missing the subway. for a while. <laughs> I was like, wait, and where's Daryl? I didn't go through the Lincoln Tunnel. 
past the candy cane forest. <laughs> and I didn't eat any candy off the oh, street either. Man. And no, I didn't no have gum. the world's best cup of coffee <laughs> either. But I did have an adventure. And you didn't find your dad either. I didn't find your dad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't find my dad either. Although... Your dad is that guy that people find a lot yeah. <laughs> in random places. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot. I saw, oh, I saw your dad. Right? So, I guess we'll, we'll do this podcast kind of like an interview. I will, sure. I will interview Daryl about his excellent adventure. Mm -hmm. That was a big yelling. So, Daryl. Yes, Karen. <laughs> what were you even doing there? What was I doing in New York? I was there for an open-air evangelism training run Wait. by... Run by, go ahead. Sorry. Run by the Sports Fan Outreach. Oh, interesting. Now let me ask you, Daryl. What is open-air evangelism and are you crazy? <laughs> yes and yes. Uh, well, open air evangelism would be uh, just preaching the gospel in the open air. So you would go to a public place where there's a lot of people gathered, a lot of people walking around, and you just preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Because that's how we are saved. I'm just going to read a verse that that I love. From okay. can I read from the Bible? This this Bible is the elect standard version or the English standard version, but it's waterproof too. So I can take it out in the rain and preach the gospel in the open air in the rain. It's specially made. You can get one if you're looking for a waterproof uh, Bible. Uh, sports fan outreach. I think it's .org or oh, you .com. you got it from them? Yeah, I got know. it from them. And, that makes sense. Uh, and the word of God says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him who they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who mm. preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the, obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And that is Romans 10 verses 14 to 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the proclamation of the gospel. So God uses the proclamation of the gospel the Holy Spirit enables the heart, regenerates the heart to hear and believe. So the gospel is something like that you have to use words? Uh, yes, because <laughs> gospel is evangelion, or it, it is a good news. It is like so it's we a are message. to herald it. Yeah, we are to be the messengers, right? So the messenger goes out. It's like picture uh, like... Like the herald, the town crier mm -hmm. would, would come into town and tell of a victory of the war or a loss of the war, right? So they're either bringing good news or bad news. Mm -hmm. So we are to go, we are commissioned by, by Jesus to go and preach the good news of the kingdom of God. I think uh, I see a hand up in the classroom. See a hand I think Rue has All a right. question. Okay, this is a funny question. So when you say you preach in the open air, so you can't preach in the closed air? No, you can't, you can't, <laughs> preach, in the, you can't preach in the closed air because uh, I don't know what closed air would be. But, but no people. So open air. Well, well here we, we preached in the subway tunnel, and oh, it's kind of oh, hard that's... to breathe in that air, in the subway tunnel. <laughs> felt we like preached you were in, closed air. in the closed air of the subway, which that was, that was fun. I like that. So I guess the open air just means you're out in public, kind of? 
Like, yeah, so we see that throughout the scriptures. That's a good question, right? We see that from the from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We see, you know, for example, Moses. Moses basically was called, and and you know God called him, and then he had to go speak, basically directly to the magistrate of uh, Egypt at the time, which was Pharaoh. We see that even before Moses, Noah. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. You know, he didn't just build an ark. He's telling, he's warning people, telling them to get on the ark, get on the ark. So he's preaching. We see Jonah going to Nineveh reluctantly. He didn't want to go to Nineveh, but God called him to tell the Ninevites to repent. So he went after, I believe he died in the fish, after three days and rose, just like Jesus died and then rose after three days. But anyway, so then he goes and preaches repentance to Nineveh. And then we see it also in the New Testament. John the Baptist preaching and, t and telling others to repent. We see Jesus yeah. in his ministry. He's open air preaching. Sermon on the Mount. He's going from town to town preaching the good news. And then carried out by, in the book of Acts, we see Paul, we see Peter, and all the apostles preached in the open air. So this isn't something that's like a new thing. It's, it's the method used all throughout scripture that God raises up men, faithful men, to go out and preach the gospel. Now, some would, some would criticize this as saying, you know, this is a different culture today, and it's, you know, with all our technology and everything, it's, it's a very ineffective way to reach people with the gospel. Well, it depends on how you measure effectiveness. I'm not saying that's my opinion. I know, I'm just saying. I know. But <laughs> just... And, and a question is, uh, how many people... Have you led to the Lord by this method? And the answer mm -hmm. is every single person, right? Because right. every single person we preach Christ to. So we're leading them to the Lord. And if you read the scriptures, it's up to God to make that grow, right? Re salvation is of the Lord. We are just to be faithful messengers and deliver a message. And there are bad street preachers out there that, that will preach, you know, damnation, hellfire, and that's it, and just leave people there and just call out names, and, mm -hmm. you know, they're kind of Pelagian, you know, basically preaching that you can save yourself by your works, right? Mm -hmm. They may not realize that, but they are, and there's no relational proclamation, because that's the, a criticism you'll get, like, oh, you should, you know, have a relationship first and then earn the right to share the gospel with them, and, and we don't see that in the scripture. We see Paul going out, He's preaching in the open air in the Areopagus in Acts 17, but he's doing it in a way that they can relate to him. Mm -hmm. You know, so so when when we proclaim God's word, that message has never changed, and the method doesn't have to change either. So we preach in the open air, but we we do it in a way that hearts are convicted, and we we preach the scripture, we preach the word of God, and you can do it in a relational way. So I would often use my own personal, uh, you know, I, for example, like I would testimony? say like this was this was me, you know, before the right. Lord, you know, I was a sinner running away from God. I didn't want God to exist because then I'd have to admit that I'm a sinner who needs to repent and that I'm under the wrath of God. Much like you who, who say God doesn't exist, but the Bible says you know he exists, but you suppress the truth and unrighteousness. That was me, but then God changed my heart to believe. He took my heart of stone, gave me a heart of flesh, and he can do the same thing for you. So it's, 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 it's confrontational because I'm calling people out for their sin, yeah. but at the same time I'm saying that was me. And, and I'm, Cy Tim Bruggenkate says this, and I love this. He says, uh, I'm no better than you. I'm just better off. 
And that's the message. I am better off because yeah. I've been saved by the grace of God. But here is this offer out to you as well, to repent and believe. And one of the uh, instructors that was uh, teaching us over the weekend, Al, Al Baker, he said, he said, we're all reformed and we get, you know, so caught up in our Calvinism, but sometimes mm -hmm. we have to preach like an Arminian because the, the offer goes out and we don't know mm. who's going to ultimately be saved, who's God, right. God's going to regenerate. So that's true. We, we, we call all men and women to repent and believe. We don't know who the sheep are, but, but the sheep know the voice of Christ. I think maybe it's just that because you're you're out there in public and you're you're preaching to a lot of people even though some of them kind of are just walking by they're still mm -hmm. hearing you for the most part um i think it's just that you most likely will never see the fruit of what comes out of those situations so yeah and that you know, you can, some people can struggle with so that so you can't really say mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure there's studies like saying, you know, effective ways of, of reaching people, but mm -hmm. how can you really, like, put a number on, how can you really judge the effectiveness of that? Right. And, and even... Most like we'll never see those people again. Right. And the Great Commission says, go into all the world and, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey. So even, even when we're out there in the open air, we're doing that, right? right? So what I love about Bill Adams and, and his instruction, on he, he's the guy that runs Sports Fan Outreach. He often says, go to the same place, right? So if you're going to the same place and preaching in the open air, you almost become the minister of that area, right? Oh, okay. So you have that, that fishing hole that you're always going back to. So people get to know you. Can you give me his binky room? You can, you, can, you can start relationships that way as well. That's so true, you're preaching, yeah. and then maybe you'll have somebody heckling you, and then after a while, they actually become your friend. You actually go and have yeah. coffee with them. But they're hearing the gospel, and the gospel proclamation is what comes first. Uh, I totally lost track of what your question was. Uh, oh, results. It wasn't really a question. Yeah. Just. But as far as results go, we is it really our job to know that? Is that what Jesus says to? Right, but I'm just saying people. That's what yeah, people that's might the, be that's think. a criticism. That's a criticism. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. do you, you know? How do you measure that? Right. Well, the way you measure it is one day when we're all in front of the Lord and you see that person that maybe was heckling <laughs> you that one time, yeah. and now they got saved because you just planted a seed. We're we're to plant seeds, and again, it's up to God to make it grow. God cultivates the soil. You know, so we plant the seed. Somebody else waters, or we go back even and water it. And maybe it grows, maybe it doesn't. But and I think that person-to-person -person is more effective, too, if you're there in person than over over social media and stuff. Because mm -hmm. then you're hiding behind your computer. Yeah. You know, you're more confrontational that way. But I think kind of people need that, especially now. You know, I feel like it's kind of urgent. We're kind of in an urgent situation. Like, we need to just all go out. <laughs> yeah, and... and if you think about it too, like, are, are our times really any different in the first century church, what they were facing, or even Jonah in Nineveh? I mean, Nineveh was a pretty wicked place. Yeah. And God said, go to Nineveh, to these people that hate the Jews, and I want you to tell them to repent. And and partially why Jonah didn't want to. And he didn't like those people. Yeah, and God <laughs> was going to 
grant them repentance and he wasn't going to destroy really. them. Yeah. You know, because Jonah, like, after he preached, went out to, to get a, you know, the view of God destroying these people and he didn't. You know, they, they repented. But all that to say, our nation is pretty wicked right now. We celebrate, mm -hmm. you know, the death of babies being murdered in the womb, you know, just all this, this heinous and walking around and seeing it in New York City. Yeah. It's just wicked. But we are to preach the gospel to those people. We are still to love them. So we're not preaching a message of hate. We're preaching a message of love, of the ultimate love, of God sacrificing his son. I preached like three times John 3.16, and I just kept repeating that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him and often I would repeat that God gave because he loved and we're we were out there because we love them too and we want to have that a chance for them to come in and to know to know Christ to come into the kingdom I mean how 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 much do you have to hate a person to not warn them from the wrath that is to come if we truly believe what we believe is is true and the only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ and we don't go and tell people. Go to them and tell them because they're not coming to church. They're not going to come in just oh, right. walk by a church one day. Wow, Maybe God about? can can <laughs> do that. I mean, I'm sure you know God can work that way too. But He tells us to go. And as we're going, that's the thing. As we're going, making disciples. So that's why, and it's scary. It's scary to stand up in front of strangers. Well, that was going to be my New next question. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. While you're away, I got. Is he crazy? He's going to get killed. Like. You know. It wasn't as bad and hostile as yeah. I thought it might be. And yeah. I think it's because in that area, in Union Square, where we were preaching, there's many different people that are there. And over time, preachers, that's an off, off, uh, pretty popular spot for mm. Christian preachers to go and do open air. So there were so like, regulars there. They're that, just expecting you to be yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't that hostile. Although one person called me a racist, which was kind of weird, weird yeah. it was a weird conversation uh but it, it wasn't as scary and then once you once i for me once i got started mm -hmm. it wasn't that bad yeah and it, it if you're gonna do it make sure first make sure you're qualified make sure you're called to go make sure you're sent and that your pastor approves but always have people with you yeah that's why it's cool that they have this training because mm -hmm. i think it's it's not a good idea to just go on your own yeah and go rogue, you know, without, like you said, without your pastor's approval and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, but I love the way, you know, we all know Ray Comfort. I love the way he does it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like he, and you know, he's been doing it how long? And, and he said he still gets nervous, but yeah. it's, but if we believe what we believe is true, we can't let the fear of man like and that's a big thing with me like even handing out a track to a person at the grocery store i guess like well yeah. no like it, okay. like i wait for the perfect time like no yeah. one else is behind me in line or i'm saying like <laughs> why why do i hesitate doing that like this these are the words of eternal life just hand them the track and let god do his work even the way yeah. andrew when we were out to dinner with them mm -hmm. you know like the way he did it was just so yeah you know when i went with Andrew Rapport to the, to the city the first time to Union Square mm -hmm. like as soon as we got in the city he started on the subway like 
finding a way to have a conversation to hand somebody a track. Like, mm. And it's because he cares about people. Like, he generally wants people saved. And that's the way we should be as Christians. And not everybody is called to preach in the open air. So I'm not saying everybody's got to go out and preach in the open yeah. air. No. no I believe you will know that then. call and it will be confirmed by your pastor, by leadership, by others saying yeah. you, you should get out there and do it. Uh, I would hope no one's discouraging a man that's called to do that. Just go out. Make sure you're, Which you're I'm affirmed. Which I'm sure happens, yeah. And then go. Because we need people out there. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And that analogy isn't casting out a line. It's casting out a net. So we go to the open air and we cast out the widest net we can and pull in as many fish as we can. And what is also cool about going with a group is there's somebody preaching. And then what I would do is if I would notice somebody like listening and I would ask, oh, what do you think about this? You know, do you have any like, questions or concerns? And it would lead to a lot of conversations. I had encouraging conversations with with people who claimed to be Christian, who were like looking for a church. Maybe they moved from another area. Uh, one girl said uh, she was kind of burned by her church, like mm -hmm. a bad church experience. Yeah. And she sat there listening and, you know, there was a little bit off with what, what she believed and kind of leaning almost in a liberal direction. Okay. But, you know, I, I shared with her why we were out there and, you know, she was supportive of us being out there. And everything so hopefully that encouraged her and there's a, a great church in uh in manhattan called new covenant church and andy woodard is the pastor there and i believe he might have studied at the master seminary but i think he did study under steve lawson oh, wow. so you know his preaching is is on but if you're in uh, new york city area definitely check out new covenant church you know we had dinner one night with uh one of the, the church members from new covenant uh christian and then one of the associate pastors uh gary rosenblatt um, and they, they were great guys so if you're in the New York City area Manhattan definitely check out New Covenant Church but yeah it was it was a yeah, baby going lots going on in here tonight <laughs> rolling off the couch uh, but if you're called to the open air definitely check with your pastor see if you're affirmed and hopefully your pastor will send you out. One thing that one of the uh, instructors said, uh, Al, Al, one of the instructors, Al Baker, said is he thinks that each church should have an evangelist. You know, because we have the, the role of pastor and teacher. Mm -hmm. But he says, why don't we ever have the evangelist as well? Because the pastor should be evangelical and, and evangelistic. Right. But if we had the role the office of evangelist who went out and did the outreach stuff kind of ran that program mm -hmm. like that that should be an encouraged position in yeah. the church you know something that i would feel called to like if a church had an evangelist position i yeah. would apply for that like, <laughs> <laughs> but the only way we're going to see the kingdom grow is if we're actually sharing our faith you know, if, like what the verse says, if, if faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of, of God, the word of Christ, we need to share that word. He's <laughs> <laughs> having so much fun. Yeah, like, well, I, I just keep, I usually bring up Luke all the time, but I keep bringing up Andrew this time. <laughs> but, like, that, 
interview from the Bark podcast that he did where he was like scaring me because <laughs> he was like we need to all you know like you're saying we need to all be be sharing this gospel we, mm-hmm. we need to all be sharing the gospel every day right. because you know Christians are not the most well-loved group right now <laughs> so yeah I mean and we're not I mean we're not why, going to be I mean completely accepted that's not why we should share the gospel right up. um but you want to know a good way to share the gospel? Sure. Uh, speaking of Andrew Rappaport, you should check out his podcast because he usually does this thing at the end with his guests where oh, yeah. where he'll take, like, he'll have his guests, like, just drop a subject on him and he has to take that subject to the gospel. And if you want to hear more about the Rappaport, listen to this commercial right here. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. Then we're back. How do we get Gabe to do our commercial? I'll write to him. I'll say, I'll write to him. We, Gabe, we are on the Christian podcast community right now, Pastor Gabe, and will you Does please that, yeah. do a commercial for us? <laughs> be like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, Andrew Rappaport, I know, but <laughs> you guys, I don't know you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Do you have any further questions um, for me? So you had a good time. You made some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I was encouraged. Another encouragement was uh, there were some young people. Not that I'm old. You I was, are. I was not the oldest person. Oh, wow. Somebody was 43 <laughs> who was training. But a uh, 19-year-old kid, uh, Waylon Schrock from Missouri, very encouraging. He, he like spoke into my life as well. Hmm. So it's good that we see the youth coming up in the church now who want to get out to the street and preach the gospel. Especially with, with so many kids just home playing video games. Right. Not all young kids, ah. but from a stereotype. Can't but make it's a just encouraging. statement like that. I know. All young people playing video games. Mm-hmm. Waylon and his... his I'm sure uh, they're educational video games. Another guy from Missouri, uh, Brandon, who was with uh Waylon at the training just very encouraging young men all, all all the guys that were there it was cool it was like like and anytime you go to a christian event and you start hanging out with other christians it's like you start mm-hmm. to feel like i have known you for a while yeah it's like, it's like an instant yes, that, instant that, bond that family you have yeah yeah you have family all over the, the all world all over the world because the christian community and especially, it's it's nice to be around other Christians who think like you a little bit, like in that Reformed, Calvinistic world. 
What are you saying? It's very refreshing. What are you... I don't know what I'm saying. It's just refreshing. <laughs> it's like, I'm not crazy. Okay, there are. I'm not crazy. <laughs> you, you other Calvinists exist. You other Reformed people exist. <laughs> and Karen, it's not you know just a crazy? cool thing to do. It's what? It's we're Calvinists, but we're out preaching the gospel in the open air. Wait, we're not. Minute, but isn't everybody predestined? We're not hyper Calvinists. Right. We're hypo Calvinists. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing either. <laughs> we're just in the middle. We're just, we're just biblical. That's what we're I'm just saying. biblical. Not that those who don't think that way aren't. But. That's right. You lay on the pillow. Don't let him eat the dog's bone. Um, so besides open air preaching. What are some other ways you like to share the gospel with strangers? Huh. Well, I kind of mentioned it before, handing out tracts. Like, that's always a good thing. If Just always carry tracts with you. And then, yeah, restaurants, you can leave them with a tip, not instead of the tip. Leave the tracts. So leave tracts? You're saying, like, leave breadcrumbs yeah, yeah, from where you've been so they gospel can follow tracks. them? <laughs> no, gospel tracts. So just, like, yeah, maybe yeah, someone doesn't know, what, know what that is. Yeah, there's. Like, and not tracks, C K tract. No, tracks. It's just um, like it could be like a little uh, index card that has a gospel message on it. It could be a pamphlet that has more information, but the hey, gospel we is make there. Some. You could get some. Our friend over at the Five Solos podcast yes. just started Five Solos Ministries, and he has a Five Solos track line. I guess it would be called, where he has Christ yeah. alone, faith alone, grace alone. And you can actually get a bundle because he also sells apparel, T-shirts, that you can bundle like a Christ alone T-shirt with a Christ alone track. So go check out fivesolosministry.com. Let me make, sh- make sure I got that website correct because it just just launched tonight as we record. Yeah, five, the number five, solas. S O S O L A S Ministries dot com. And speaking of, I think it's a good time to break for a commercial. Yes. The Five Solas Podcast, a weekly podcast hosted by James Watkins that is dedicated to the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode to discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant reformers, the prophetic challenge they present, and the sound wisdom they provide, as we delve into their biblical meaning and theological significance and reflect upon and appropriate their truths. We will be engaging issues in the church and world. Each week, from the rich insight of Reformation Christianity, we will be showing all the manifold ways in which this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness and confront the idols of our age with biblical discernment and a sound apologetic in a manner that is as open and transparent as possible while challenging you to seek the glory of God in all that you do. Soli Deo Gloria. And we're back. That Five Souls podcast is good, I must say. <laughs> Not because um, I was on it twice. Yeah, that has nothing <laughs> to do with it. No. <laughs> They're good people. They are. Do you have any other questions for me? Any 
uh, you, kind, you kind of expanded a lot on all that, so. I talk a lot. Um, should, oh, go ahead. Rue, Miss Rue, what is your question? How long were you there? How long was I there? Well, we went down, I went down Friday night, and then we met up, and that's when everybody kind of got together and laid out what the plan was for the weekend. Then Saturday morning, we woke up, had breakfast at 7, and then we had two instructors, and then around noon, we went out, hopped on the subway to Union Square, and that was kind of how each day went, so Saturday... Sunday and Monday, and then I came back Monday night. So we each preached at least twice out in the open air. Did that answer your question, young lady? Yes. Um, there's something funny. Could be like, be like, oh, what were you doing when I was gone? <laughs> like he would ask that to us. Because we yeah. had the whole couch out. <laughs> yeah. You guys had a party while I was gone. So you were with a group of guys. Mm-hmm. A group of men. Yes. Is this something women should be doing, or is that a loaded question? <laughs> it's a loaded question. Yeah. I haven't really gotten into. I would say that I would say first, women aren't called to be pastors. Correct. I will start that. With, uh, you know, that's the. I believe that's clearly laid out in the scriptures. And Timothy, you know, Paul Paul lays that out. Right. Uh, so the question would I be, agree. should they preach at all? I would say, I would discourage it. No, I don't have any. This, How many <laughs> backup for that? <laughs> Just making it educated I would say that as far as preaching authoritatively in the open air, I don't believe women are called to that either. Yeah, I don't think now, so Now, I can be either. challenged on that, but... Yeah. As of right today... I would, I would say, say sharing the, their faith is... They're definitely called to do that. Evangelism, right. yes. Handing out tracts, having conversations yes. out there. Because there were women out there uh, from New Covenant Church and another uh, woman that's friends with them. And they go out a lot uh, and have conversations, hand out tracts. Mm-hmm. Definitely do that. And but, definitely in a group. <laughs> yeah, in a group. But here's just the tricky thing, because I think that women can speak at an abortion mill. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I've heard because, it done before. Because of their experience yes. being a woman? Is that, like... I think it, that's effective. Because it... But, uh, yeah, I don't... I, <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you just added another layer. Yeah. We'll come back next week. The... Yeah, come back next week because we searched more well, into this. This, I, this can... I would say if you're at an abortion mill, like say you and I went, um, I would say they would should go with a man, like, mm-hmm. or you know, right? They shouldn't. It shouldn't be just women. Right. There should be men there too, mm-hmm. and they could. You know, like compliment or support mm-hmm. what's going on, but you're there. You're, I mean, you're you're preaching, I guess, but you're not. It's kind of a different purpose, right? You're kind of trying to save lives. I mean, well, mm-hmm. in both instances, you're trying you're to save, save lives. lives. Yeah, it's but souls. It's it's more like a life is ending, like right there. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. It's like you're pulling, like Luke was saying, it's like you're violently pulling a child away from a bus or, you know, yeah. a, a, out in the middle of the street. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, so I could see women relating to women on that issue because, mm-hmm. you know, we're the ones that have the babies physically. And a lot of us have experience with Planned Parenthood. And, and those procedures and what goes on in there. Right. Um, so if a woman if a woman had an abortion before and has now repented mm-hmm. and is now a Christian, she would right. have a great testimony for another woman who's about to do that. Yes. You know, so I can see how that, that is very effective. Which I've um, heard and watched videos of some ministries doing that. Yeah. So I would so I'm not taking I don't think I would take a hard stance on that saying women shouldn't speak or preach in mm-hmm. the open air in those situations so i i need to be consistent on the other side too but but also, as, as far as sunday service in a church yeah no and also in the abortion situation it's really mainly women you're speaking to most of the time i mean sometimes they're boyfriends with them or their yeah. husband but for the most part women are coming alone I mean, I don't know. Have you? Well, when I go to, usually women are there with other women. There's not. Occasionally, there's a guy that comes with a girlfriend or Mm -hmm. wife or somebody. Yeah. But usually, it's lined up outside. It's just women. Hmm. So I could see that. I mean. Yeah. So that would be different situation but i'd want to be consistent on it i wouldn't want to say here's an exception here and you know we have to go to the word of god and see if there's any clear description of an open air preacher and what they should be i think in the majority of cases it's going to be men because you don't see in the I new testament anybody street preaching i or couldn't open picture air. myself doing that i mean i can picture myself having conversations and yeah, sharing mm-hmm. um but not like speaking out right publicly like that so but. to be clear for the listening audience i have to do more study on that if mm-hmm. women should preach in the open air if yeah, so, hey i mean if anyone has any but, thoughts about that yeah, they want to share mm-hmm. um what, what you what you think um there's a lot of criticism for that too as well just anybody standing at an abortion mill um right but you know what i feel like whatever you can do you know, especially in that situation, that's where it's happening. So I right. feel like someone needs to be there. Like, yeah, there's other ways, but like women aren't walking around with signs on their shirts saying, I'm about to kill my baby. Yeah, so how do you know who me. they are <laughs> unless you're at the abortion mill right. stopping them from, you know, at the source? Mm-hmm. That's like a, a tricky situation, but... um, And there are... There are other things people are doing, too. Churches are doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we probably talked a little bit about that with um, James and Shelby, I think. But And that's the thing. I just want to encourage people, if you're thinking of going preaching in the open air or doing any kind of evangelism other than, you know, just throwing parties or whatever. I don't know. But if, if you actually want to get out there and go to strangers... I, don't be afraid pray about it because that was the other uh thing that al barker 
Al Baker, sorry, not Barker. The other thing, Isn't Al Baker. The, uh, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. <laughs> the other thing, Al Baker, he preached and taught us was about praying and praying the scriptures oh, yeah. and praying for the Holy Spirit because every great revival was started with prayer, with churches praying, with great men of God praying and fervently praying for revival and for the Holy Spirit to come because revival won't happen unless the Holy Spirit comes. So we need the Holy Spirit to work in the hearts of dead men and work in the hearts of preachers to preach the gospel. So we need to pray for that. So if you're out there thinking of getting into evangelism, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray fervently. Pray for the lost to be saved. Pray for revival. And just get out there and start doing it. Make sure you're qualified first. <laughs> yeah. But once you're called and you know you're called and your pastor says you're called, then go and do it and bring other people with you and just go. We need to go fishing for men. That's the only way the kingdom is going to come is to get out there and warn people of the wrath that abides on them and let God do his work. Let the word of God do the work of God, knowing that Jesus' sheep hear his voice and it's not us and our fancy arguments. Yes, we want to work to persuade men. That's what, what Paul did. But just stick to the word of God and believe what the word of God says. And just do and obey it. And I just want to end with one more verse from Jude. Jude verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. So, so the Lord is the one who keeps us from stumbling. He is the one who will preserve us, and it, it is He who changes our hearts. The salvation is of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation, and that's what we plead with men. We plead with men to be saved and to be held blameless by the only God and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And He has dominion forever. I wonder what people think sometimes. I mean, because they find it really annoying. Hell, like Christians are always, <laughs> um, you know, preaching to everyone. Keep your religion to to yourself. Um, but it's really that that they don't understand the definition of love from this side, you know, because there's nothing we're gaining. Like we're not gaining anything in this world for preaching that. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean we're building up treasure in heaven, but. We look like fools out there. We like who would volunteer voluntarily want to do this? Right. Like, you know, God chooses the the foolish thing of preaching in order for people to to be saved. We preach, yeah, and the Holy Spirit works. But and He chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. But it, and that's what most of us said when we were out there. We look like fools up here, but we're here because we love you. We'll, we're willing to look like fools and be scoffed and be mocked at and made fun of and whatever happens for the chance of maybe one sinner to come to repentance right so if if you're by some chance an unbeliever listening to this just just think about that there's there's no other reason that we would put ourselves through that 
mm-hmm. you know, than just out of love. We're not trying to judge. We're not trying to, you know, tell people what they're doing wrong with their lives. You know, we're just, we're just <laughs> dead men preaching to dying men. We're right. just dead people made alive by Christ, trying to tell others how they can be made alive by Christ. Right. right. Because what the Bible says is the wrath of God is bearing down on the unbeliever. And it is his just wrath against sinners because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody is good. No, not one. No one seeks after God. He's the one that will seek after his sheep. So we go and proclaim that, that we're sinners. You know, and this is the, you know, the Ray Comfort thing. Everybody's told a lie mm-hmm. that makes you a liar. You know, one lie makes you a liar. Everybody's probably right. stolen something that, you know, doesn't matter how much it costs. You've stolen. That makes you a thief. And, and these things are wrong, not because they hurt other people, but because God is not a liar. God is not a thief. God is not an adulterer. He is uh, perfectly faithful. So we mar God's character when we do these things. So we, ba- we basically lie about who God is because we're made in his image. So we've sinned against the holy God. So you might say, oh, one little lie, you know, what's the difference? It's, it's because it's who we've, who we've offended. We have offended the holy God almighty of the universe. So the punishment for that is death. You know, The penalty of sin is death. But the free gift of life is through Christ Jesus and when we trust in him. Because he never lied. He never stole anything. He perfectly obeyed his parents. You know, Because we don't think about that. But disobedience to parents is listed in, in many lists of sins. You know, yeah. It's in the Ten Commandments. Obey your parents. You know, so, so even disobeying your parents is a sin against the Holy God. So he is perfectly just and righteous to set us in the lake of fire the second death is the lake of fire and the bible says all liars have their place in the lake of fire do we want anybody to go to the lake of fire right no (laughs) so we tell them how to avoid the lake of fire that they need to repent to turn from their sin they're going in one direction they're saying god doesn't exist they're saying maybe they're following a different god but they're going in the, the direction of sin because not only are we dead in our sin and slaves to our sin jesus says if you practice sin you are a slave of sin we love our sin so we need a new nature because we're, we're sinners by nature. And contrary to popular belief, God doesn't just hate the sin. He hates the sinner too. The Bible, all over the Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. You know, he, he hates the hands that shed innocent blood. He doesn't just hate the shedding of innocent blood. He mm. hates the hands that shed innocent blood. So he is angry and, and, and he hates the sinner. But this is the beautiful thing. He loves the sinner enough to send his son. Like I said before, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So he hates the sinner, yet at the same time sent his son to die for, the, for sinners who, who put their trust in him, who turn from their sin and start going from the one direction away from him and turn around, they repent, they have a changing of mind, run towards God and be drawn in to, to the Savior, the sinless Savior. And that's that's the craziness of the gospel that God would send his son to die for us while we were still sinners. It's not like we cleaned up and then Jesus died for us. Like pastor said today, he cleans us up. Mm -hmm. He gives us a new heart to believe. He regenerates us so that we can believe and have faith because 
again, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And it's by grace we are saved through faith. And this is not of ourselves. It is not of our works. It is a gift of God so that no one may boast. So it is all God. Salvation is all of God. The holy God who we've sinned against offers salvation to us and gives us salvation to all who believe and then regenerates the heart to believe and gives us the gift of faith, gives us the gift of repentance. And then after that, we will now have new desires. We will still sin, but we will start to hate our sin and we will desire the things of God, the things we can't naturally desire on our own, that we need God to make a miracle work in our hearts. And that's the greatest miracle of all is salvation. So if you're listening to this and you haven't believed and put your trust in Christ and repented and turned to Him, do so today. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Life is a mist. You can step out and get hit by a bus. You can not wake up. You know, the next day you might no, uh, not off for a nap and not wake up. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that because that's reality. Mm-hmm. Things like that happen every day. One every 1.8 seconds, somebody dies. 1.8 seconds. It, how long is this podcast? How many people died during <laughs> yeah. this podcast? Like, think about that. Think about an eternity comes, and after death comes judgment, and the judgment isn't. You stand before God and say, oh, you didn't give me enough information about who you are. No, the Bible says you have enough information, but you're suppressing that truth and unrighteousness and sin. So we need to be regenerated. We need to be born again from above to believe the gospel, believe the good news of Jesus Christ, and do so today because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And that's that's what I preach out there. That's yeah. that's what I say. Like Ray would say, so when are you going to put your faith in Christ? Right. <laughs> when are you gonna... Sometimes when are you gonna they that? say... Right away. Mm-hmm. Right now. Do you have a Bible? Right. No? Well, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, ever, any, if everybody has a phone, they have a Bible these days. That's right. You can just download an app or seven. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, yes, go out and, and share your faith. And... Let's end with a fun question. Fun question. Go ahead. Unless you have any more. No, I was just going to, you know, share the uh, the Great Commission. And then you can ask the fun question. All right. Great Commission. The Great Commission. Not the Great Omission. The Great Commission. In Matthew 28, starting in verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus is with us as we go, as we're going, making disciples. We're discipling them. We're teaching them all nations, baptizing them. And he will be with us to the end of the age. Amen. What's your fun question? All right. So the fun question for Daryl, my guest on the podcast today, since you're colorblind, um, what's your favorite color? <laughs> my favorite color is usually green, but I like blue a lot, too. I was going to guess blue. The, um, blue, green color. <laughs> Blue, green, colorblind, but yet <laughs> I like blue and green. Hmm. <laughs> Aww. Baby, what's your favorite color? You want to say something? Oh, wait. Baby has a question. Go ahead. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, baby. 
So check us out on the uh, christianpodcastcommunity.org. Sounds fancy. Also on iTunes. Also on YouTunes. On YouTunes. <laughs> We're not on YouTunes. Uh, Facebook. What are we even doing here? Oh, that's... And you can follow us on Twitter as well. That's the tune sheep listen to. And soon we'll be on... Get it? All these other ones, so... U-Tunes. U-Tunes. What? <laughs> E-W-E-Tunes. <laughs> You're crazy. Oh, that would be good, actually, because we're sheep. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. The Christian... U-Tunes. The official Christian oh, hosting. Oh, steal that. <laughs> Alright, well, on that note, I'll wrap us up. In the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn and share what we are even doing here. Grace and peace.